In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gazpacho, police. Oh my God! What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker! Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast for C SPAN. Meet the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics. In U.S. news and politics, today is Tuesday, September 20th, and I must continue to remark on how quickly the month has gone by. In two days, it's finally fall. I can't, I can't believe, I feel like this year is blasted. I mean, we always talk about that, but it's true. I can't believe it's, it's true. fall already. I know. I'm feeling I know. It. I'm I wore it. my first official, like, fall outfit, I feel, over the weekend. Ooh. That's a that's an important marker. It was, was like eighty marker. degrees this weekend. Where'd you wear? <laughs> it had it's not it wasn't like a hot or warm outfit, but it had mm. fall energy. We were dealing with fall colors. We were dealing mm. with there was leather, like there was fall textures mm. involved. Okay, okay, it was more okay. of a fall vibe than yes, 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 actually yes, yes. what would be vibe. worn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Yes, Millie and I just came from an event with Supermajority where they sent us these suits, and it was actually. Uh, cool enough to wear a suit jacket. We're going to publish an episode about it uh, for you guys tomorrow, but they have a really cool initiative going on. So that's a, that's where we're coming from. Everybody, 45 people have asked us if we matched on purpose. Yeah. We, <laughs> I, that would I, be very I, cute. Today is Tuesday. No, it's just like, it's Tuesdays. We It's not Tuesdays we wear <laughs> pink. It's uh, Wednesdays. Oh, that's a perfect justification for the episode to come out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Otherwise. But suit jacket as a gift is like, that's a whole other level. Oh, yeah. It's a whole suit. suit. It's a whole suit, and they're by Argent. It's a whole suit. Is, yeah, they're the ones wow. that um, that did. Uh, yeah, Damn. You, you can maybe you can still fill out the form. Yeah, at least I think they reached out to you. I okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll try it again. We'll try it again. DVD on Millie's too. Today's topics are not are not super light, so that's why we did have to chat about the weather quickly. But a headline that finally. Um, Everybody is talking about more than a million people were left without running water after Hurricane Fiona ripped through the Dominican Republic after devastating Puerto Rico earlier in the week. Literally every single one of Puerto Rico's residents were without power. And what we'll talk about later is that this is like not unusual. This is something that happens whether there's like a category three storm or not. So just to zoom out for a moment, Puerto Rico was left in a blackout and now faces the worst devastation since Hurricane Maria in 2017, from which, of course, it has not fully recovered. I can't believe this, but yesterday, today is the fifth anniversary to the day, I believe, or maybe Jeez. last Tuesday was. This week was the fifth anniversary to the day of Hurricane Maria, which is still, when you're talking about issues in Puerto Rico, the kind of the top thing mm-hmm. that comes up. And residents say that Fiona was a much more mild storm. However, it brought a lot more rain than Mm. Maria, which caused kind of like a different kind of devastation than the wind. And again, at least uh, I've read from 1.2 to 1.5 million people without any electricity or water 
at all. And at least three people have died, although that's, I'm sure, you know, a, a conservative estimate. I mean, when we saw when we saw Jorge today, we're like, does your family not have water? And he was like, well, nobody has water. So no. Yeah, no, <laughs> no one has one, water or Nobody's got water. Nobody's got the food. Entire and, island. you know, my reaction to this is always, um, this is America. This is a territory. But mm-hmm. I was telling you all in our group chat, after seeing in Mississippi last week, this country just <laughs> let its own people live without running water, which is a huge... I don't think I have to explain what a big health hazard that is. It's not just not being able to have a drink of water and eating bottled waters. It affects everything. And obviously the electricity does as well, but it's just a chronic, it's such a terrible cherry on top of a a chronic, a chronic issue. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that goes into what's happening and what's been happening in Puerto Rico. Um, I mean, so many issues about environmental justice, which are things that we talked Mm -hmm. about a little bit when Raleigh was here, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, Think about the communities we just pointed out who get left without running water. It's when a hurricane hits, even like a poor white community, they're not Mm -hmm. left without running water in this way that or electricity in this way. And there are also a lot of issues around how just the entire island of Puerto Rico has been privatized in the aftermath of Maria, what was allowed to go on there, the fact that they only have one person supplying electricity and it's this company and that's the same for their water. I actually recommended a book to Millie that I saw that you're mm-hmm. reading that touches on kind of a lot of these really issues. The, oh, amazing. It's called Olga Dies Dreaming. It's by Zoshi, I think is how you say her name. So Zoshi Gonzalez. So chill. Okay. Gonzalez. It's really, really good. Um, and it touches on a lot of it's a novel, it's a fiction story, but oh, it talks a lot about what has happened in Puerto Rico and exactly how this privatization has played out and harmed people. Um, Millie also was talking in our group chat about the Bad Bunny music video that literally just came out where he goes into all of these issues as well, how real Puerto Ricans are being pushed out in favor of like these developers who just literally buy generators for themselves. It's mm-hmm. like... There are really layered issues at play in what's happening in Puerto Rico. Yes, like, just to piggyback off everything Elise said, like, obviously, people like to see climate change and climate issues as just something that a bunch of white liberals care about, and it's about Teslas and all that stuff, when, like, environmental justice, racial justice, climate change, like, those are all interconnected. And people of color will bear the brunt of a lot of the effects of what's going on and will not be protected in the same way. Like, that's, like, what we're seeing now. And specifically, like, with the Bad Bunny thing, you know, I was talking about, like, what I really respect about Bad Bunny as an artist. We talk a lot about people who use their platform, and we try to use their platform not just to advance themselves, but to advance a cause. But the way that Bad Bunny has been consistently Mm -hmm. talking about this and it's not just that he mentioned it in the music video, it was that the music video is actually 22 minutes long. And for 19 of those minutes, it's about, it's a, it's an investigative report basically about yeah. all the things that are going on. And what's really interesting is that Puerto Rico's way to combat like the devastation and the economic loss that was faced, you know, from the US divesting, all these people divesting was to give a tax break to base. So basically, White people are going from America and buying a property in Puerto Rico, getting rid of like, like they've closed 600 schools in the past 10 years, like really crazy things. 
Logan Paul specifically. Logan Paul's a big figure in this music video. He <laughs> he bought a, he bought property in Puerto Rico. Whoa. There's a bunch of blogs to, of, of white people from Indiana, from Ohio, that are like, go to Puerto Rico and invest property, and you can flip it and kick all these people out and stuff. And like that all, and then they get generators for themselves, or they build they build um, condos on on public beaches. Stuff like that. It's a lot of issues. Just like, you know, with any tragedy these days, it's not just... I, I just keep thinking about the Uvalde shooting, which is like, that was one tragedy, but in it was involved with like 15 or 16 yeah. different like social issues, like mental health care, this and that, whatever. And yeah, we're really seeing like the culmination. And it's just crazy that it was like five years to the day. The book that I'm reading is great that at least recommended. And yeah, like literally Bad Bunny, who is the most streamed artist in the world, just released something like a week ago, you know? And it's called The Blackout, right? And El Apagón, which it calls, it's mm -hmm. called The Blackout. And it's about all these issues. So I really encourage you. It's it's really good. Um, I love this song, first of all, because it's basically like the, the chorus is like, I love Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is like the shit. And also, like, I don't want to have to leave. Make them leave, you know? But uh, mm -hmm. in the middle of the song, there is, like, a blackout in the middle. Anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, like, because it's, like, it, it starts uh, starts dancing in the middle. You could hear, like, the generators, like, Dzzz. Yeah. So it's, like, ah. Uh. But anyway, um, really sad. I mean, obviously, Dominican Republic uh, is going through many of their own issues. But I guess the, the reason that it's diff is different is that Dominican Republic is its own sovereign government. We have our own, we have our own elected officials. We have Not our own colonized. Congress. Yeah, we're not, well in many oh, in well, many ways. Well, yeah, yeah. but but you know Puerto Rico is a territory. You know this is like it's like a Hawaii or Guam or something. So that is also why um, you know Puerto Rican people are American citizens. So yeah, it's it's really interesting. Uh, I really enjoyed the the tweets that were pointing out, you know, how fixated a lot of American audiences were on the Queen of England, but mm -hmm. like Puerto Rico, like San Juan is actually part of America. Yeah. yeah. And like you were saying, I mean, this is a chronic, the blackouts, and we were talking to her about this, is a chronic thing. I mean, this, this blackout happened before the storm even hit. Mm -hmm. A blackout happened while the governor was explaining, you know, what to prepare for, for Fiona, <laughs> and that is due, yeah. it seems, <laughs> in part, be also like... That seems due in part because of the privatization. Um, I think it is in the last year or so, it shifted over to Luma, a new company. And this just seems to happen all the time. They are supported by uh, Puerto Rico's pro-statehood government. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of conversations there, obviously, among residents about what is best for for them as residents there. And obviously, like the... I don't understand why the billions that Congress allocated is so slow to get there, but everything I read keeps saying it's slow, mm -hmm. it's been delayed. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's delayed getting there or mm -hmm. if it's delayed, uh, it's being delayed to like put into like start projects in Puerto Rico. But for example, the there were bridges, a bridge that was built yeah. after Maria came apart mm -hmm. during Fiona. Mm -hmm. So like what what's going on? What's what was going even on? like what what did you build? Like what did yeah. you, if it well, like for real? Well, I think so, to to the earlier point, right, is like I'll, on one end like the government is very corrupt, but on the other end like when we privatization is not the thing that saves us. And I think that's what a lot of people think, you know. 
that's literally what the Puerto Rican government is trying to do with all these tax breaks to, to quote unquote, get in more money into the island. It's like, who's benefiting from that? If you don't have basic services and then some services shouldn't be privatized electricity, you know, again, which is what they talk about in the little, in the documentary that bad bunny released, but it was like, people have medical equipment that like oxygen, yeah. you know, and like medical equipment that they need to plug in, in their house. And they have to go to like the Starbucks to do it because they don't have reliable electricity at home. Like that should not be privatized. You know, people, this is kind of the argument that Republicans made of like government needs to be smaller, smaller, smaller. There, nobody is checking and get making these, um, these private agencies, private companies accountable. You know, th not the way that government is. If if a government runs something that's inefficient, that shit will close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, imagine privatizing, you know, the fire department. It's like these things, there's a reason why mm -hmm. you need standards and you need people to hold the people providing these services accountable. Mm -hmm. And they should not be subject to normal, like, business incentives. Mm -hmm. I don't know what people see about how capitalism works and things. Let's bring more of that into government. Exactly. Because first of all, it is not capitalism. All these companies. Socialism have, for the corporations. Yeah, socialism for the yeah. corporations. Because all these companies get so many subsidies, yeah. so many like government, like f public money to develop and to, you know, they use our roads, they use our school, you know what I mean? And so it's not, it's not even capitalism for them. But then, yeah, like exactly like privatized fire departments, privatized, like, so it's literally poor people are left on their own and rich people i guess the thing that's like not giving me comfort but it's like yeah everyone lost power right in right. puerto rico not just the poor people you know and, and generators you can't run those forever you exactly. need gas mm -hmm. you need something so mm -hmm. i know one of the deaths like this is so this is what happens in these catastrophes is that one of the deaths is not caused by the hurricane it was caused by an accident with a generator mm. and just the the margin for terrible catastrophic accidents when this continues to happen and the infrastructure is so bad Something needs to change, and I, I, I hope people listen to, like, Puerto Ricans saying what they want and the people in Congress that are advocating for them. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. 
They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Another huge headline today. Yesterday, a Baltimore judge overturned the murder conviction of Adnan Syed, who was accused of killing Heyman Lee in 1999. Adnan is 41 today. He's been in prison for 23 years. So I want to be really careful and recognize like enter like dead women as entertainment value mm. is terrible. And I think serial probably helped play a role in the genre Definitely. becoming even bigger. And so Whenever we talk about Adnan Syed and we talk about Serial, I think it's so important to always make sure you're saying Heyman Lee. And this is a tar- hard time for her family. These multiple families were failed by what by what happened here. But somebody murdered Heyman Lee, and the family may never know exactly mm-hmm. who because of the botched the botched things here. But this case did become very very popular because of Serial in 2014. Did you guys listen to it? Yes, oh, like yeah. religiously. We were getting up oh, first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yes, on the way to work. What a time. It was so interesting today to just think back to that and to also like, even I listened to the Sarah Koenig update today. And as soon as I heard oh, there the is theme one? song. Yeah, there is. I need to listen. Oh, yeah, listen, there's like listen. a 16 minute update. And to hear the theme song and go into her voice again, it really did put you back in a place in time. Like, remember the... <laughs> Male Male Kimp. Male Kimp. Oh, no. I will say, like, as a super comedy nugget, um, Zach Cherry, uh, who is in Severance, he's one Mm -hmm. of our friends. He's in Severance. He's going to do the American Bake Off. Him and his friends made a fake cereal. Like, it might be on the thing. It was so funny. It was like, yeah, they made it as, I think Zach was like the Best Buy employee who was like, yeah, we sell CDs and DVD, like literally nothing to do with the case, but it was, it's really funny. <laughs> and again, these podcasts are now a dime a dozen, yes. a dime, mm-hmm. a dime, a dime, several dozen. Mm-hmm. There are entire, there's like, conventions, there's conventions, True crime there's, conventions. there's entire podcast networks dedicated to them. And forgive me if, if Serial was not the first, but it was so popular. It was the one that, that popularized it it. a lot of people's yeah. first introduction. And so I think like. It's been also a very long time since, because that was also sort of like before social media, before I let myself get so distracted and it was like easily easier to really fixate on one thing. I was like, I can't remember a news article about the chip spill I read yesterday, but I fucking remember that's the the issues with that cell phone tower data. Mm. I remember that. (laughs) Or like, even like the questions that I posed. Yep. I just find it so interesting that I was trying to remember a time when everyone has listened to something like that again. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's ever with a podcast. You don't mean every day when the show comes out? 
I mean, apart from, Everyone's yeah, apart from talking our podcast, about the, the millions and millions of downloads daily for this podcast, sorry, aside from that, I don't know if another podcast has ever hit that, like, everyone is listening to this. And I think it's so interesting because it lived in this world where, like, it is political in that, like, obviously, like, Islamophobia came up, policing mm-hmm. issues came up, all sorts of things, but it wasn't overtly, like, a political thing. So truly anyone could listen to it and get enraptured in the whole case and get involved. I know personally a lot of people who said it was literally the first podcast they ever really listened to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it it's hard to uh, like overstate how huge of a thing it was and how big of an impact it had. Yeah, for our Gen Z listeners who maybe didn't experience that, it is hard to believe that like that was – like people had never opened the Apple podcast app. And then like people, I would get up super early on Thursdays to listen to it before work because everybody, everybody would be talking about it. And yeah, it's interesting yeah. because, and again, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, kind of like think about how I consume that and what was problematic about it. But I don't know if everybody was like, oh my God, criminal justice is crazy. It was more entertaining. It was just no. sort of like the story about it was crazy. And then I think it introduced more people into how frequently that that happens. Mm-hmm. And now obviously we have, it's very easy to find podcasts about people who don't deserve to be to be in prison. Mm-hmm. But so str- it's so interesting for this to be sort of like an eight-year saga. And obviously the whole time Adnan has been sitting in prison. It's just to think of his voice on that podcast and to know he's now 41. Yeah. It's also like, again, one of those things. It was one of the first... I mean, besides like examples in my like real life, but it's like somebody, somebody with a platform recognizing and seeing, I mean, I guess, I guess the thing that it gets criticized for later is that Sarah didn't understand or was learning about the injustices of the criminal justice system in this country and like how corrupt it is and how not okay. And like, actually, I think in later seasons, maybe it was season two of Serial where it was just like, she was in a court, like a courthouse for a year and just followed the cases and stuff. And it was basically like Serial, like that case, the the murder of Heyman Lee was not necessarily a phenomenon. Like people, well, even in the best case scenario if somebody gets arrested it's still, and they get, like, they don't even get convicted. They, whatever, they drop the charges or plea deal or something. Like, it's so expensive and it's so, you know. And that's what I learned from season two and, like, took me on this journey to where, like, yeah, like, it. I feel like a lot of people were questioning what happened, um, you know, with, like, how that wasn't a phenomenon. And another thing for me, which I do feel like, Serial brought in this new true crime genre, but I think since then we've all had a lot of conversations about what it means to exploit a murder or what does it mean to the victim's family. Like I don't, I don't know. In this um, sixteen-minute update, I doubt it. But like Heyman Lee's family was very adamant about not getting involved. Nobody, like not a cousin, not a distant family member, not like they have said nothing, you know, about. So yeah, no, they I don't think, like say any. I mean, they Heyman Lee's family is acknowledged and discussed in the update, but they're that has not changed. That position has not changed. They do not want to address anything all to this do with up. this. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. So. I think for me, during Serial, like, the most kind of uncomfortable moment for me that I will remember 
for the rest of my life is hearing like Sarah read Heyman Lee's diary about like their prom dance and play the music. And I was like, Jesus, like this girl got murdered twice. Yeah. Like she was already murdered brutally and it was really fucked up. But like now we're hearing her talk about like her prom date. Like diary. In her diary. It's so shocking that I don't remember that. I was like, I heard that and didn't and I kept listening. Yeah, there no, were I mean, lots for, of really problematic parts of it. Yeah, I was just like, oh, like, cause I'm just, I'm just imagining them reading my diary and like out loud to like millions of people after I die. Like, oh, You've God, that's so embarrassing. And I think there were also things that this can happen in any type of coverage of an unsolved case, but there was just certain positioning of potential alternate sub- suspects that made those people feel scared in their communities. Mm. Like people just Reddit threads about why this person did it. And it's like law enforcement is not involved. I think, I don't remember hearing about any vigilante, like we're going to go. It was, it was, I can't remember the details, but it was like, it was a black guy. That Yeah. yeah, yeah, And they continued the TV show also really connected him to it and made it seem like he was the one. Jay. Yes. Which it just doesn't seem like something that casual journalists and armchair detectives need to be talking about. So, you know, despite how that case evolved and, what suspects there might be now. At the time, it did not feel appropriate to like bring up this random young man. Yeah. But again, like I think that true crime podcasts are are a lot more, a lot more careful now, I think. Yeah. I mean, um, Mariah Smith uh for podcasts, I'm gonna like get the actual info. But she did a whole like there's a whole mini series about true crime and like dissecting it and like different cases and like Mm -hmm. the morality around it which i think was is really good and like why are people so fascinated by it and like really the first like which is really interesting but the first major true crime case was the oj case that really got a lot of people thinking so like Mm -hmm. this this case is monumental the way that OJ was. Yeah, when things are are missing answers mm-hmm. is when they seem to enter this. this well, territory. I mean OJ killed herself. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> so a little bit more background about like what specifically happened here and what might happen next, because it's just important to note that like this isn't um, a full exoneration. Judge Melissa Finn of Baltimore City Circuit Court vacated the conviction in the interest of justice and fairness, she said, finding that the prosecutors had failed to turn over evidence that could have helped Mr. Syed at trial and ultimately discovered new evidence that could have affected the outcome of his case. And if you've listened to the, I think that evidence has been around for a decade now, but more has since been unearthed. Obviously, there's like so much. As soon as this podcast came out, people started sharing more information. Serial came out, as I said, in 2014 and was also the subject of an HBO series. This decision comes after a year-long investigation with the prosecutors and Adnan's lawyer um, that identified, like I said, two potential alternative suspects. And of course, the investigation also identified, quote, significant reliability issues regarding Serial's signal evidence, something that is like a real focus in the podcast, which is like, what's the deal with the cell phone tower data? It does not make sense. The state says um, this does not mean that they think Adnan is innocent. Prosecutors are also reportedly waiting on some DNA evidence that might determine whether the charges are completely dropped or if they're going to pursue another trial. But that's some information we're going to get pretty soon. So it seems like they're deciding if they have enough evidence that Adnan Sayed absolutely did not commit this crime or if the, the, the trial itself was pretty bad, but there's enough they believe they have evidence to to try again. And as I said at the beginning, this is just the reason I keep saying like, 
the the state doesn't say this doesn't mean his do it is just sort of out of respect for Heyman Lee's family. Obviously, if you listen to the podcast, it seems pretty clear that Adnan had nothing to do with this. But this has been a really rough week for Heyman Lee's family. Isn't that clear? There was episodes I walked away and I'm like, oh no. That's true. There was an episode of the HBO series where I was like, I don't know. But the point is, significant gaps in this mm-hmm, country, the mm-hmm. way this country works is innocent until proven guilty, mm-hmm. no matter yeah, what, no I matter mean, how it affects the family of the victim, unfortunately. I remember walking away from the podcast and not actually feeling 100% clear on, I I, I was leaning towards that I did not think that he did it, but Mm -hmm. I do remember being like, but the prosecutorial misconduct and the, like he, this man was not given a fair trial. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately that means his conviction gets overturned. Like that Mm. is how our system works. And an overturned conviction for someone that is the incentive for prosecutors to do their job properly. So we have mm-hmm. to overturn ill-begotten convictions regardless of whether the person, mm-hmm. wh- like, what it what sucks is that it's regardless of whether the person actually did it. If you are the prosecutor and you fuck up at trial and you don't come mm-hmm. correct and you don't give the defense the evidence that you're supposed to be giving them and you don't mm-hmm. pursue the things you're supposed to be doing and you misrepresent shit then your conviction might get overturned. And so that is like the That's incentive for them to do their job. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. It's un- it, it like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. how it works. And mm-hmm. I think it's important for Adnan to reiterate that this isn't the end of the process too because I don't want people to think, oh, he's just, just out now. Like I said, the state is going to decide if they think there's still a chance that he's one of their suspects and they want to try to prove again that he did it, or if they've decided we're not, we don't, we don't have, we don't have the evidence. Alternatively, are they going to pursue those other suspects? Like I said, like this can't be the end. The family has uh, spoken, not on serial or anything, but they apparently asked for this to be postponed. um, And that, that was not granted. The judge was like, this is a matter of, you know, a potentially innocent man being in prison. We have to let him go once this decision is made. But her brother uh, told the court, this is not a podcast for me. This is real life, a never-ending nightmare for 20-plus years. So the outcome of this prosecution has been a failure. They've had to watch their sister and daughter's murder used as entertainment. They have had, you know, Adnan definitely has a hero sheen sometimes. Mm -hmm. That can be really hard to watch if you're not convinced, if you don't know what happened that day. Mm -hmm. It's just a natural reaction. So, you know, it's just this headline yesterday. There's so many mixed emotions. It's just, now now that you're talking about that, I remember the, the the thing that really struck everyone about the podcast was just, it was a lot of people's first understanding that somebody might not be very clearly innocent, but that's still, that's not how it works. I mm-hmm. think it was a lot of people's like first interaction with that. Mm-hmm. Big news week. <laughs> Big news yeah, week. Like, yeah. I think, I thought it was a heavy one, so I have to throw in this light one. Did you guys see what Herschel Walker said about his upcoming debate against Rafael? No. Yes. Yes. No. Herschel Walker said that uh, he might embarrass himself because he's just not that smart. <laughs> he said, you yeah, know he's what? like. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely he agreed respect. He to a debate and said that he, he'll this do is, his best. He'll do his best. Reminder, this is a man who got hit in the head for a living for most of his career mm. and is now. Uh, I mean, running that's how I walked office. into every test in my life. <laughs> I might embarrass said, myself. I might I'm not that myself. smart. But I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Ty failed the AP test twice. Which one? <laughs> uh, English. No, but <laughs> I didn't fail. I just didn't pass. 
<laughs> At least before we wrap, do you remember the name of the organization that you put in the newsletter? If not, I'll just put it on stories, but there's oh, a very ta- specific. Um, uh, I believe, let me just look it up right now. Um, give me we'll exactly one second. DR too, because there's obviously without food and water, without electricity and water, you can't get a lot of basic. Tayer Salud, T-A-L-L-E-R-S-A-L-U-D. They, I mean, their socials are in Spanish, but they have, um, they're like a feminist grassroots organization that's in Puerto Rico. You can go get an English version of their website, read a little more about them if you want. They're taking direct donations on PayPal and then also... I'm not exactly sure how this works, but they are taking like donations of like stuff. So like water, food, that kind of stuff. So I would say look up um, Tayer Salud. Okay. And right. So you can throw a roll Mm -hmm. of paper towels all the way. Yes. From wherever you are. Thank you, Trump. (laughs) To help turn the lights Uh, back on in Puerto Rico. I was just remembering how fucking gross and disgusting that was. (laughs) And then... Not to bring it back down right before we end, but then to look at how Ron DeSantis is treating immigrants today. It's like, you see, there's a direct line between Trump fucking throwing Mm -hmm. paper towels at people in a disaster zone and this bullshit that we're seeing today. I mean... Happy Hispanic Heritage Month! Yeah, if you're Latino (laughs) and you still in confidence can vote for a Republican... Yeah. My building is all, (laughs) like, I've said this before, my building's very old. My building's all, like, crusty old people. And there's just, you know, there's, like, there's a rotating kind of, like, billboard, like, virtual billboard. And just all all month, it just says, Happy Hispanic Heritage Month. And it's, like, there's, like, nobody has walked through this door in six hours with melanin. But that's nice. Yeah. Well, (laughs) listen. What are you doing, building? You know, let's let's. At least know. they're not doing a Ron DeSantis or a yeah. Uh, or a Lu- it's better or a than that. They're sending more planes. They're yes. going to send one to Delaware. Disgusting, disgusting. They're sending one to Delaware. Mm-hmm. Also, did you know they even flew people to Kamala Harris's front door? That like yeah, they're yeah. doing that. They're doing so. Somebody's been tracking because you can track the same the same. Uh, listen, it was not just to harass Taylor Swift <laughs> or our Kylie Jenner or other celebrities. They're using it to track these planes that have these immigrants in it. And yes, last night they reported, or this morning that they reported that there, you know, there's one small plane going to Delaware. They're doing like to the town where Joe Biden's from. Like it's, it is like a Wilmington. Wilmington, Yeah, like it is like a fuck you to uh, Democrats. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. We'll we'll compile those and share them on Thursday. That's our show for now. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tameras. This is the Betcha Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at betches.com. Betches.